The Keys to Life podcast begin with the idea that women need access to sound wisdom, biblical truth, and practical keys to be empowered in their daily life. This is an offspring of Life Builder Seminars. The Keys to Life podcast is designed to help you transform your life by hearing and knowing the truth so you can walk in greater freedom than you ever thought possible. Life Builder Seminars was started by Dr. Kathy Guerrero nearly 25 years ago with a passion for creating a safe place for women to be equipped and empowered for life. As a counselor, pastor, business owner, and grandmother, Dr. Kathy's passion is to build and empower women. We are so excited you are here and can't wait to see what God has in store for you. Well, hello, everybody. We just welcome you back to Keys for Life podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us today. You know, I know that we've got some tremendous, tremendous keys to give you today and some insight. And I really pray that you get a good uh, dose of wisdom out of this. So as you're listening, I would really encourage you to think how this applies to you personally. That's what I love about podcasts. We have that opportunity to, to really equip and empower as we invest. And then you can go help invest in somebody else's life. So today we have a, a great topic. We're going to be talking about breaking the glass ceiling. Yahoo! Getting where no man has ever gone before. Here we go. And our guest today is a, a, a friend of mine. Uh, she's her name is Leslie Vargas Faria. And so she's uh, she's a great, great gal. And she's been in law enforcement for 20 years. As a matter of fact, she's a detective. So she's not going to spy you out, but she's going to give you some great, great information today. So uh, Leslie is actually, she's a newlywed. She's only been married a month today. Can you imagine? She's a newlywed and she's married to a, a great man and he's a, a widow and he has two children. So now she has a, a family that she's seeing after as well as her husband and she's learning how to nurture and how to really be that, uh, that wife and that mother in a real great measure. So would you welcome with me today, Leslie. Leslie, can you just say hi and tell us a little more about yourself if you'd like to. Um, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me today, uh-huh. PC. Uh, I'm very grateful and honored to be here. Oh, happy uh, for you to be here. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, um, my, um, you know, I come from a big first-generation Hispanic family. I'm the second oldest of six children. <laughs> so family for us is everything yes in a lot of ways and so i'm just excited to be here and share my story awesome awesome well we're excited to have you and i know you've got uh we were talking a couple of weeks ago just having some lunch and just dialoguing and uh just some of the key uh wisdom points that you have is what we really want to share today so thanks again for being here thank you for being uh just willing to share through your years of experience all those things that you have stuffed away on the inside of you thank you so much So what, what, again, we're going to talk about is breaking the glass ceiling. So let, let's just, first of all, let's just define and understand what breaking the, the glass ceiling actually means, because it's really talking about breaking through areas that are uh, barriers to our advancement. That some of them can be just intangible barriers. We don't even know what they are because they can really be self-imposed limitations. 
Uh, they can be traditions, biases, or even just the status quo. Uh, and, and so they can be social norms, age, gender, racial, or educational areas. I mean, it can just evolve anything that is standing over your head, holding you back from getting to where you know you want to be or where your God has purpose for you to go. So Leslie, why don't you just share with me a little bit about breaking some of those glass ceilings for you personally and how you've had to uh, look at the perspective of that? Um, I think for me, it's just uh, possibly like for law enforcement per se, uh, not knowing anybody there, right? Um, mm -hmm. The first one in my family that became a police officer. So I think I've just been grateful for my journey because it started when I was 17 years old. Um, joining the Explorer program and oh, learning good. about it through my high school, having an ROP class and just realizing that, wow, I can actually become a police officer and not have a nine to five job where I have to go to an office every day. Every day might be different. Mm -hmm. um, and just having the courage to drive myself to the police department and get an application. That is that so itself. good. <laughs> and realizing like, wow, okay, you know, walking through the steps and having people guide you through those and just envisioning like, okay, this is something that I can actually do and let's go for it. That's so good. So so what, you, what I'm hearing you say is that one of the glass ceilings that you had to break was having any sense of insecurity and breaking it through confidence. Yes. That you could take the confidence and trust in the fact that if you stepped out, that you would be able to get through. Yes. So is it, can you listen to that, everybody? Now think about this for just a second. How many times have you been uh, uh, terrified sometimes or just feeling a little intimidated by trying something new because of fear to fail? But if we don't try, we'll never know what we can do. And, and I think that comes a lot with our insecurities, um, the fear of rejection, oh, the true. fear of failure, kind of what you mentioned right now. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, um, being a police officer and when I was patrolling, I the people that I had arrested, um, I see the human in them. And we started in conversation after mm -hmm. in the backseat of my police car as we're driving to the jail. <laughs> While they're in cuffs. <laughs> yeah, they would say, I wanted to be a police officer too. Or I was an explorer. Wow. And so I think about those people and that everybody has a dream one day, right? Whether it's to become a police officer, to be a teacher, there's things inside of you that you know, like, I can be this person. Right. But, you know, the choices that we make sometimes can lead us to different paths in true. our lives. Very true, very true. And, you know, uh, just thinking about the things that can actually hold us back, mm -hmm. uh, and I mentioned it just a minute ago, was about self-limitation. Correct. You know, not having the confidence to do certain things. But, Leslie, how do we recognize uh, limitations in order to break them? Uh, Self-awareness, really okay. learning about, okay, if I want to do this, what do I have to do to be able to get there? What are my weaknesses and what are my strengths? Okay, so it's being really honest with yourself. And yeah. yeah, and so if I have something that I need to get education for, yep. then it's our yep. personal responsibility to do that. Yes. That's so good. And that's that. I think one of the first steps is really uh, getting equipped to do what you have in your heart. Yes. Some people, I, I don't know. I, I run into so many people because I do counseling and different things, but so many times we can have this magical thinking because God put a dream in our heart mm -hmm. that it's just going to come to pass. 
Uh, it will, but it won't if you don't do anything to get, get you there. Right. It's like it's like expecting to lose weight, but you have a diet of Twinkies. Correct. <laughs> so we we just can't. You know, those are those are really magical thinking. Yeah, and fa- and failure is part of the journey. Yes, um, it is. I felt maybe a couple tests. I'm not gonna lie. And I remember coming home one of the days that I filled my physical agility test uh, for one of the agencies that I applied. My sister said, uh, you know, I, I was crying mm-hmm. at the table and she walks in and says, uh, why are you crying? And I said, well, because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I tried out for this thing and it didn't pan out and I, I couldn't get over the wall because you have to get over a six foot wall. Mm-hmm. I'm only 5'4". At the time, I was probably 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty petite. And she says, well, did you get 100%? Have you been practicing? Have you been putting 100% of your effort? I'm like, yeah. And in reality, it wasn't true. So I'm like, you know what? No, you're right. I have not. And so I was at that time, 23 years old. Um, I was already working for another agency, but I wanted to move forward in my career. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, I'm going to give myself a year to prepare 100%. So good. And so I started taking different classes, started taking oral board panels, um, working on my physical agility uh, abilities and working out. So just putting that fourth effort into what I really want to do to accomplish my goal. So what would you suggest for those that are listening? I would say um, get mentors, be coachable. Oh, so that's so good. Um, look, seek out. There's so many resources out there. So um, good. And I can honestly say whether whatever it is that your weaknesses are, there's a program or a podcast that you can, you know, at the reach of your phone to look up how do I get past this or what do I need? To lose 10 pounds what I need to do this there's so many programs out there but it's our responsibility to seek it very good and you know hearing you say that there's so many things uh, if you look at professional athletes mm-hmm. they don't have just one coach no. they have a coach in each area that needs to be improved absolutely so if they're uh, say golfing or something they'll work on their swing they'll mm-hmm. work on their technique and, but they each have different different coaches to help mm-hmm. them in those areas so we have to be just honest enough if yeah. there's an area that needs to be developed then yeah. let's get somebody in there to help us yeah. and so you know, one thing that, that I always find so so many times, and I'll just throw this in just as a sidebar here, uh, people sometimes are afraid to get a coach because they don't want to hear truth. And so if we're afraid to, to hear truth, we'll never get past where we are right now. As a matter of fact, life's kind of like an escalator. You're either going forward or you're going backward, but there's no such thing as just stationary. The The stationary is you feel that means you're stuck. Yeah. And that's a horrible feeling to be in. Absolutely it is. And you know, it's kind of like that flat line. The only flat line we have is when you're dead. So if we're gonna be living, then we have to push beyond that place that 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 pushes against us because there's tension in life between having what you really desire and having to work for it. There's tension in between. So Whatever we decide to do is the results we'll get from it. Yeah, and I think also that goes back to um, our inner healing. True. Um, our self-esteem mm-hmm. and the way that we grew up, but we have any past traumatic experiences. Sometimes we need healing in those parts of our lives. So true. To be able to rebuild our confidence or rebuild our self-esteem. So true. To be able to move forward. So true. One of those things that, that actually limits us 
when you're speaking of this is because uh, it, it comes through parenting or culture. Yes. You know, the culture demands one specific thing or our parents, the way we're raised within a family unit, they expect a certain thing. And then when we try and break through that, we'll have opposition because it breaks the norm of the culture. It breaks the norm of the culture of the family pattern. So we have to really have courage to be able to do that. The only, the only one we don't want to uh, break against is God himself. And so anything that, that comes in alignment with God's purpose and his word, hey, he says, let me help you get there. Yes, so that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So tell me, because I know we have a lot of, of Hispanic listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me from your perspective, what do you think was maybe uh, one or two, whatever you'd like to say, uh, limitations that you felt had been put on you through family and culture that you had to break beyond? I think it's just doing things on my own mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there are, are, at least in my family, I can speak that there's a little bit of codependency because of what we went through <laughs> as, growing our, up. as our eyebrow was lifted yeah. and she said, <laughs> um, so breaking through that was important because it's yes, our family unit is important, but also we have to do things as individuals Correct. and break through from the family dynamics in that sense so good and also our parents um, have their own um, stories that you know things that they went through and at times maybe they didn't show us um, certain things for us to even move either for us to move forward a little bit faster in life but we know that they did the best that they could with what they had at right. that time right and so learning that and being able to identify that and learn that knowing that they love us right knowing that that their, their hard work has paid off being able to move forward and and understand that I think it's important so good that's mm -hmm. good well you know uh, because your your early childhood always forms your personal identity yes. and so when when we have those sort of things and you mentioned being codependent mm -hmm. you know and just leaning into that family structure rather than developing who you are as yes. an individual within the family structure not Correct. to pull away from it but to add to it and to develop it and uh, you mentioned earlier about having some of those uh, traumas maybe or some of those things that you weren't able to work through as you were growing up to be able to forgive and to not become resentful because the the roots of resentment will really if, if you could just picture that in your mind listeners think about standing underneath a a um Oh, what do you call it? A trellis mm -hmm. that has vines that are growing over it. And you, you've got this, this ceiling over you because of the root system that caused it all to grow up and, mm -hmm. and blockade that. So we have to identify what the root system is. And then we have to start dismantling that so that then we can rebuild what needs to be built. Right. Because God wants us to get further than we could ever imagine. Yeah, because the body keeps the score. And there is a book that talks about that. Uh-huh. Uh, that whatever we keep inside because we haven't worked through it, it, it will manifest somehow or another, whether in your relationships. Very uh, true. Your triggers that will be triggered for something that may not be a big deal for some person, and especially in relationships, mm -hmm. um, but it might be a trigger for you. Correct. And I think another thing, going back to what you talk about with family dynamics, is self-expression. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something to work through, like as well, like self-expression, your own identity, and only that identity that you have in Christ and what He see, how He sees you. Correct. Which is the true identity. Correct. Yes. <laughs> because so many times we build over the top of that, yeah. <clears throat> and that's all that we see. So we have to allow Him to come in and uh, again dismantle all those things, so that we can get to the to the 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 reality of what our our potential is and our capabilities. Because you know it tells us in Ephesians in the fourth chapter uh, that oh no I'm sorry I gave you the wrong address on that <laughs> one, but that. Um, that uh, we're able to do all things through Christ. So that takes off every limitation because all things are all things, but mm-hmm. it's in and through him. So And we have to allow him into our lives. And I think um, even after having reached my goal of becoming a police officer, mm-hmm. um, if we don't have a relationship with God, then we still feel like something's missing. Correct. And I remember being in my room after I bought my own house, traveled, uh, no, I reached my goal of my career. I stood in my room and thinking, why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. Why don't I feel the joy that I should be feeling and experiencing? Mm-hmm. Because I was missing God in my life. That's so true. And in that moment, I realized like, okay, I am filling myself off with work and different things. Uh, what can I do to be able to feel that God's joy, because I have I had experienced it in the past, and I, and I know my mom showed us who God it was and mm-hmm. went to church growing up. So it was, okay, Lord, I surrender oh, again, again, so surrendering, good. right? That's so good. And Lord, moving, you know, I was single at that time. I was probably around my early thirties. What do you need me to do? I would say yes, whatever you need me to do. But I do. I know there's a lot of healing that I need to do. I know that there's a lot of things that you, I know that you want me to do. What is it? I'm here to listen. I'm here to say yes and to be obedient. So good. So good. Oh, what a difference that makes in our life. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask a, <clears throat> a real deep question right now. Okay. And you're not prepared for this, Leslie. So. <laughs> is it in the notes? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, but, but uh, because you married later in life. Yes. Uh, what do you think it was that was keeping you back? Because because a lot of what you're talking mm-hmm. about just weaves right into that. Mm-hmm. You know, you had everything that was tangible, able to um, make all of your your um, goals and do all of those sort of things, and yet without Christ, you were still empty. Mm-hmm. But what do you think kept you back from meeting the right person to to marry? I think just allow myself to know that one to trust people. Oh, that's a big one. That's right? a good I mean, thing. Being a police officer, <laughs> yes, Miss. You don't detective. trust anybody. <laughs> uh, well, you do trust people, right? But you always kind of have that. Okay, I'm still keeping an eye out, right? Right. right. And but then again, trust comes with trusting the Lord. See, there you go. Good so girl. if I can't trust people, yes. how can I trust God? Yes. And. So again, the, through my relationship with God, I learned a lot that, you know, um, how to love God. Right. And then, you know, what? Yeah. when you trust him, he gives you the ability to trust others. Correct. So, you know, it's just, it's that that, that missing link that so many people have. Right. And, you know, what, the reason why I brought that up is because uh, I personally know so many young women mm-hmm. in their 30s that are still single. Right. 
And I think that's a topic that really needs to be addressed because um, they say, what's wrong with me? I don't think there's anything wrong with them. No. I think that it's just uh, really allowing God to to grow us up yes. in order to be able to handle the relationship. Right. And because, you know, when we're married, it's until death do us part. <laughs> That's how we should go in. Mm -hmm. Not it's a trial run. No. And it's too many people do that. And so I, I just... Um, just think because you did wait quite mm -hmm. a while to get married and what a, what a wonderful uh, process you had to go through in order to meet this beautiful man that you're married to. And now you have an immediate family yes. with two children. Mm -hmm. And if you had not have grown and developed, can you imagine? Yeah. I, I don't know if the marriage would have ever even happened. I, I don't think so either. Um, I think it's just being vulnerable, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's something that I didn't learn, really. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that skill, and I didn't know what it looked like. Very but good. then, again, it's like we have all this stuff inside of us. When we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable, <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is all these feelings and emotions that I'm feeling? <laughs> uh, but I also know that I trusted God that I know that one day I would be a mom. And I remember going into work and praying and listening to worship music mm -hmm. and thinking I was already in my journey of healing because I know there's a lot of internal healing that I also needed to do and in conversation with the Lord I just said God I always thought I would be like a soccer mom or a football mom going out to you know my kids events and I was um I think I was around 38 years old mm -hmm. when I met Greg and sure enough like I would say like two months later, I met Greg and he had his two boys and now I'm a baseball mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dreams and your desires yes. fulfilled. Yes. And sometimes we, we, we don't, well, because we, we don't see from the same preview or perspective or lens that God does. Right. And so we don't see all of the different things that God is putting together for us. And he has a plan. But what a wonderful thing. You know, yeah. when I first received the Lord, this was way back in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, that was a long time ago. I found this little wall plaque. Mm -hmm. And I still have it up in my, my home. And it looks like something a kindergartner would scribble together. But it was it was you know, something that's really put together that way. But the saying on it says, to believe in God is to know that uh, all the promises are good and yes. he, he will have wonderful surprises. Yes. And so I always think back on that about all these wonderful surprises that God brings. And we, he, he just so overwhelms us beyond what we could ever think or imagine. So... Very good. Well, you know, we only have a couple minutes left, okay. so let me let me ask you just a couple other questions. So, uh, in 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 helping others, because I know that's part of your heart's desire is yes. to help others, to equip them, to empower them, to encourage and, them. Yes, and that's that's our whole mission for Life Builders is to equip and empower women for life. So, tell me, uh, how how do we help others to recognize and remove some barriers? I mean, I know we can go to counseling, we can go to support mm -hmm. groups. We should be hopefully all of us find a local church that we can be involved in. But as a, as a personal uh, position, how how can we help others to recognize and remove barriers? I think to help others, we can do it anywhere, mm -hmm. um, at your job. Good. We know we work with different people, with different, we work with women. Uh, it's important to know people's stories, so we're able to Good. give them grace. Good. 
Um, because there's times I know a lot of people might, I, now I work in an office setting, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of different personalities. <laughs> um, but it's important to know people's, who they are and see the good in people. And once you get to know people's stories, there's things that you can do to encourage them. That's so good. And share with them even maybe your story, what you've been through. Uh, in a way that you can say what worked for you, what didn't work for you. Very good. And maybe um, go out to lunch if you know somebody needs something. It's that support group that you can have within your own organization. You don't have to be part of a, uh, let's say, we have something called peer support in our agency mm -hmm. uh, that we go out during times of critical incidents. But you can do that within yourself. You don't have to be part of this organization to so be able good. to go out and help others. So good. If you see somebody that's out on surgery, send them a card. So good. Um, if you see somebody, you know, lost a family member or a parent, send flowers or have the your whole unit, your own detail, your own office space, send something to be able to encourage others. That's so good. And bring that, you know, that part of community. Because I think... Um, Kind of what you talked about earlier about, you know, sometimes women say, it's like, you know, what's wrong with me or, you know, why? It's really what happened to us. Very good. And so for us to understand what happens to others, to be able to be there and help them, it's very important. good. Very good. Very good. I love that. You know, it's just that um, uh, sometimes we have to, to really make a deliberate decision to go treasure hunting. Yes. We have to find the good in others because sometimes the... The not so good is is blaring in our face, but but beyond that, what's lurking in there, and why do people respond the way they do, right. or react? Actually, most people react; they don't respond. That's the problem. Right. But uh, yes, yeah, that's just great. Yeah. I love that. There's a one of my coworkers, Mari. She's um, very close. Her and I are very close at work, and one of the things stories that she says is like. Um, there's an ESPN story for those who watch sports. Mm -hmm. And before the big game starts, a football game, in order for her to connect with uh, her husband at the time, she would um, watch the previews of an actual athlete that, you know, all the adversity he had to overcome, mm -hmm. uh, what he had to do to get there. He came from like a low-income family. And so all the challenges that he had to go through there. Right. She goes, so in her mind was, um, I don't care what guy, what team this guy is in. As long as he wins. Right. Like, Just going to root for him. I'm going to root for him because <laughs> yes. he has gone through so much. Right. And as right. women, we have to do the same when we share our so stories good. or anybody. So good. When you feel that you build your community of people, you want everybody to win right. in life. Right. So good. Yeah. That's so good. You know, one thing I would really encourage uh, our listeners is uh, sometimes we don't feel like we are real persons of empathy. Mm-hmm. And we've hardened our heart, maybe, or people just get under our skin. Uh, but I really encourage you, just pray and ask God to give me your empathy. Yes. Give me your heart for other people so that I can move beyond this. Because that is a glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. So we have to, to just take all of that and move forward. And you know, one thing I want to remind you before we close, uh, listeners, is the fact that once we break a glass ceiling, the beauty of it is not just that we get through to win, but now we've made an opening so that yes. all those that we have relationship, community with, influence with, we can actually take them through as well. Yes. Oh, how beautiful that is. So it's not just about our individual win, 
but the win with all of those yes. that we have life with. So thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much for being with us, Leslie. I so appreciate you, and I just know that there's tremendous things ahead for you. So thank you for sharing with us. Uh, we bless you. And uh, listen, audience, we just bless you as well. And thank you for being with us. I want to invite you back to our next podcast because we're going to invite Leslie back. We're going to talk about some other areas. So come and visit us again with our next new uh, podcast and we will see you then. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Keys to Life podcast. If this episode inspired you, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We want to hear all about how God is speaking to you directly. Another way to show your support would be to screenshot, post, and tag us at Life Builder Seminars. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are so excited to continue this journey with you. Until next time, may these keys unlock your freedom and transformation.